Welcome to episode 181 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I am John. John, how are you doing today? I'm alright. It's Saturday. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, always, you know. <laughs> like, the only disappointing thing about that is, is that the weekend's partway through and I don't get to have more weekends and I have to go back to work on Monday and have my soul sucked out through my ear or whatever. I <laughs> say, so, yeah, the, the worst thing about Saturday is tomorrow is Sunday. Yeah, and the worst thing about Sunday is the week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but oh well. The uh, what do you do? Yeah, whine and complain. Apparently, yeah, that's what we do. But I don't know. We I have. Get, a, we, I, oops, sorry, I was say I got to follow the tradition of uh, for the second half of our set review episodes. I actually got to play with the set in between say, them. So yeah, so you have some opinion on stuff, I guess, but. Or we'll just uh, make baseless speculation on things. I say I am now going to talk about a card that I had no intention of talking about before, so I got that. <laughs> that well, happened as a result of playing. So, yeah. well, do we want to just dive right in then, or yeah, let's do this. Is it one previously, or do you want to? Is it a... no? No, okay. it is going to be in color, okay. in green rather. So, all right. Well, do you want to take it away first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, this is not the card I, w- I was referring to, but I want to talk about it anyways. Uh, Bio Waste Blob. Heck yeah. Uh, two green green for a zero zero creature ooze. With oozes you control, get plus one plus one. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a commander, create a token that's a copy of Bio Waste Ooze. Blob. Bio Waste Blob, sorry. So, I came to... This card's really cool. I came to the realization... In uh, not what was it? Not Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Give me the, re- the realization of Ravnica Allegiance that ooze is my favorite green creature type. <laughs> they they had or because uh, that was that like five mana ooze, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that, like the, made the biogenic ooze. That card is dope. Yeah, like and I realized that like I just to me. Ooze should just replace whatever the big dumb green idiot creature type is. Hydra, yeah. Hydra. Ooze should replace Hydra because Ooze is so much cooler. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but I just think oozes are cooler, and I think this card's really awesome. And I yeah. would probably build an Ooze EDH deck at some point if they ever make an Ooze legendary creature that actually gives a shit about oozes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's yeah. something, but... Maybe. Okay. But Bio Waste Blob is awesome. Yeah, I like that card. All right. I'm going to back up one because I just want to talk about this card because it's stupid and makes me I, laugh. I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Apex Devastator is eight green green for a 10 10 creature Chimera Hydra, and its, its rules text is Cascade, 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 Cascade. <laughs> this was. Like, this was the one where Mara was like, we created a card with four lines of uh, rules text and four words of rules text and 20-something of reminder text. Yeah. This is that card. <laughs> uh, like, this card's it's, dumb and I love it. Like, it's so, just... <laughs> I have a really stupid complaint about this card. Okay. Why is it a Hydra and not just a Chimera? 
it's a special kind of chimera. Like, does it need to be a Hydra because it's a big dumb green idiot, and that's just the rule? <laughs> As we I discussed mean, with oozes, having having more creature types on it doesn't hurt anything, does it? No, it doesn't hurt anything. I just I just think it's strange. Maybe it's a chimera Hydra. Maybe every time because I mean, if you look at you it, it's off... kind of like you know, like chimeras usually have like the three heads, right? Yeah. But like the way this one works, it's got the lion, it's got the goat thing, and then it's got a hydra head, which is three heads. Is it actually like one of those looks like a bird head though? I think is it's it? literally five different heads. Like there's a turtle and there's like a weird guild lion spike thing. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just trying to pull crap out of my ass for it and stuff like that, but it's so it is... I don't know. So if you cut off the goat's head, does three goat's head grow back, or do you get three more random creature heads? Um, I hope it's three goat heads, because that'd be dope. It'd be hilarious if it was just like random creatures. You could like build a zoo out of this single hydra. <laughs> like a penguin and a monkey <laughs> and like, I don't know, an owl or something like that. It's just <laughs> that would be glorious. Yeah. Don't lie. It would be, but also, Cascade four times is just silly on a it is on a ten mana card. Like it's just, uh, but, all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So next up is the card that I was not going to talk about, but I am now going to talk about. <laughs> Kamal Heart of Krosa. six green green for a five five legendary creature, human druid. At the beginning of combat on your turn, a creature you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until end of turn. Overrun every turn. You can pay one in a green, and until end of turn, target land you control becomes a 1-1 one, one elemental creature with vigilance, indestructible, and haste. Uh, it's still a land. I completely uh, forgot it gave vigilance. Oh my gosh. So I had this in my deck yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, red-green. He was one of my commanders, and then the other one was the um, the five mana four three with our Elena Cassie Trapper. Yep. She she's a five mana four three with first strike and tap and an amount of red equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that entered the battlefield this turn. <laughs> so I had a really really stupid thing that I literally did twice. I would have Elena out. I would then play the 6-mana six 6-5 six Hellkite. Mm -hmm. When it enters the battlefield, you can take a commander from the command zone, put it onto the battlefield, it gains haste, and return it to the command zone at the end of the turn. Oh my god. So I'd put that in play, get out Kamal, trigger Kamal, attack yeah. with Kamal, second main phase, float 9 red mana, and just empty my goddamn hand. And just... Because that's something I could do. <laughs> Jeez. Like, I did that literally on turn, like, five or six in the first Commander game we played. And I just, like, I used that and I cast the six mana tap to add three colors mana to your mana pool card. And, like, I just, like, I did that and then I just put another nine mana into play. I was like, or not, like, five mana yeah. in play. And I was like, go. And everyone's like, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. That was dirty. I was like, I'm casting him next turn again. Like, when I saw Kamal, I'm like, this card is not good enough for costing 8 mana. I yeah. now know why he costs 8 mana. <laughs> because dumb things happen otherwise. 
overrun every single turn is one of the most ridiculous things ever. Yeah, overrun for one turn is sometimes one of the most ridiculous things ever. Yeah, like, overrun is a finisher in a lot of decks. Yeah. And he's just like, what if you just do it every turn? It's fine. It's no big deal. What's better than one overrun? All the overruns. <laughs> Why do they have vigilance? Hell if I know. <laughs> Why do they have vigilance? Because you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Sweet. At least we got something out of you playing the games instead of just wasting oh, time yeah. playing Magic for fun or something. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm actually going to go back a little bit here too, and I'm going to talk about uh, Helana Kessig Ranger since you talked about the other one. <laughs> but um. So, three and a green legendary creature, three, four human archer uh, with reach. Whenever another creature you, uh, enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. When you do that, creature deals damage to its power to target creature partner. So, this is the companion to. I cannot Al- remember her name now. Elena. Elena, yeah. Uh, Cassie Trapper, there we go. But I'm uh, from the stories, and I know we brought up Elena last time, so I was like. You're gonna hit one, you get both, right? You, you gotta get both and everything because they're a pair. I mean, that's yeah. kind of why they designed them and everything, I'm sure. But because they're yeah. like fan favorite character kind of things, but yeah, like these are really popular characters. You know, a lot of people really like them because of the you know the bond they have with each other and all that kind of stuff. It and, only exists know. because of the stories that got written after the set, so and they do work well together, so mm-hmm. yeah, well ish, well adjacent. <laughs> That's all. I was just flagging that one. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, my next one is Kodama of the East Tree. Mm. Four green, green for a six-six legendary creature spirit with reach. Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability, you may put a permanent card with equal or lesser converted mana cost from your hand onto the battlefield. <laughs> Jeez. So this was also in my deck last night. That's that's dumb. My deck was stupid on so many levels. I was going to say that sounds incredibly stupid. Yeah. For those following way along at home, uh, this even though this guy is only a rare, but I have named two mythics that were in my deck: my commander and that hellkite. Yeah. So, uh, something I didn't realize until our second game: uh, this counts lands. So if you play a land, you just get to play another land. Oh jeez. Straight up. You know, like I would like play Kodama's a creature. Reach, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would play a creature and then put a land in the playoff of said creature. But no, just yeah. playing a land lets you play another land. And since my deck was built around the concept of just emptying my hand and refilling it really quickly with big dumb idiots, this card is stupid. Yeah. And it has partner. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to partner it with, but. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> uh... Yeah. I'm a fan. It seems pretty cool, but okay. Um, actually, I'm gonna hit up the next one here. Magus of the Order. Uh, two green, green for a three-three human creature, human wizard. Pay a green tap, sacrifice it, and another green creature. And you can search your library for a green creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So this is another of the Magus cycle. This is for natural order, correct? Ah, uh, yes. Which is a dope card, but um, how many Maguses do they have? Many. <laughs> I was going to say it's a lot, but... Like, this is... So last time they made 
they printed new Maguses. They printed Magus of the Will, which is Yawgmoth yeah. Will. And this is just them kind of like continuing that trend yeah. of here's really dope ass Maguses. Yeah, here's like really broken cards from Magic history, but as Maguses. Yeah, way less broken as a result. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. you know, this is effectively five mana for a natural order that sacrifices two separate creatures, which is noticeably less powerful than actual natural order. Yeah, I mean, like, this does attack and block. It does. So I mean, and, that doesn't count for nothing. Yeah. It is. But, it is. It is also yeah. much. I appreciate the fact that it's two green green to cast, but it's only one green to activate because like yeah. you're already jumping through a lot of hoops to make this good. It makes sense that the activation cost isn't going to be two green green to match yeah. natural order again. Yeah, so. I, you also have to tap it, so you you have to get through it. You know, it has to survive a turn. Yeah, you have to get through a whole turn with it, which is nice. Unless you're like you know dumping in to play with your something stupid that gives it haste and yeah. yeah I mean, if you're doing shenanigans like that. Sure, whatever. Sure, right? sure, fine. Whatever, just do things. All right. But, I don't know. Natural right. order is cool. <laughs> Natural order is cool. Magus of the Order is also cool. And I have no complaints about it. <laughs> uh, next up, I have Root Weaver Druid. Two and a green for a 2 1 creature elf druid. When a Root Weaver. Root Weaver Druid enters the battlefield. Each opponent may search their library for up to three basic land cards. They each put one of those cards on the battlefield tapped under your control, and the rest out of the battlefield tapped under their control. Then each player who searched the library this way shuffles it. This card's weird. This card is very weird. So, in a ideal world, you ramped three lands, they ramped two lands. They yeah. get to take advantage of their mana first. Sure. Sure. I'm pretty sure if literally any opponent takes this offer, all opponents should take this offer. Because you're just getting two lands, right? Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah. And it's only basic, so it's not you're not doing like anything insanely busted like a lot of green cards that do this effect. Yeah. You could do something ridiculous otherwise, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, just suddenly... You know, if your opponent gets to use this to tutor up their Urborg and their Cabal Coffers and gives you a basic swamp, it's like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's like, alright. You know, the heck, they're only getting basics, but it is ramping them a lot. There's some decks that'll just fail to find. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are. Yeah, right. So It's like, literally, have no more basics, but... Alright, what you got? Uh, I'm good on green. You have any other green? I'm actually surprised by that. I figured you talked about the one before the one I just said. Alright, I, I was gonna, I'm like, oh, I won't talk about a card that's <laughs> super expensive and does dumb things and probably isn't good enough, but you talked me into it. So, we have Reshape the Earth, which is six green, green, green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to ten, car ten land cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Hell yes, I love this. <laughs> Note, uh, doesn't say basic lands. Exactly. It's just like, burp, get cards. <laughs> burp, valicate you out. No. <laughs> this is a one-card combo with uh, Maze's End. Oh, there you dope. go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, you have to be able to activate the Maze's End first, but... True. You know, setting up is nice. I mean, still, right? 
This card's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is a cool card. Like, there's a lot of things that this just combos with, right? Like, I mean, you did mention Valakut. Like Valakut, uh, Field of the Dead. Here's like... the thing. I'm not someone who overly believes in the whole thinning your deck for value thing. Yeah. Taking 10 lands out of your deck is a noticeable amount of thinning. Just yeah, saying. <laughs> like, honestly, like, my brain is so stupid that I, like, see this. I'm like, oh, dope. I'm like, I cast this. That just gives me all the mana I need for Door to Nothingness. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking of when I oh, saw this card, because it reminded me, because you play the the Bountiful uh, whatever card. Yeah, the one that, like, door, you right? get to get, yeah, you get to get, the, not, like, a number of lands equal to the number of lands you have or something. Yeah, I think that one only yeah. gets basics, though. I think it does, but my deck is all basics. Yeah, so it doesn't... Because it, it's you're, awful. You're, yeah, you're mono-green, so... Yeah, it, oh, yeah, because it's, it's a mono-green deck, yeah. yeah. My mono-green... Mono-green five-color. Yeah. But... Yeah, like this is just this would be just fun. Yeah, uh, I do. I do have one more card on this okay. page at least. All right, uh, Sweet Gum Recluse, four green green for a zero three creature spider. It has flash. It has cascade. It has reach. And when it enters the battlefield, put three plus one plus one banners on each of any number of target creatures that enter the battlefield this turn. Of note, it's any creature, even your opponents. Uh, I feel sorry for anyone who has tryptophobia. Yeah, because this thing is freaky. But Ar I also Arach arachnophobia. You mean no the the fear of small holes and things. Oh, okay. You're I mean, serious thing. So this triggers tryptophobia. This triggers arachnophobia. This triggers a lot of phobias. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a phobia of orange also. So <laughs> probably. But it's the tryptophobia that makes me that pops in my mind because actually it's an apparently i just hate hydras i also really like spiders in magic for some reason uh, i've always bother me <laughs> i've always wanted to build a uh um uh ishkana oh yeah and i haven't so you gotta get on that in your ooze one yeah, i gotta build a lot of decks is what it comes down to <laughs> I mean, if you don't build those decks, like, what's going to happen? What will sit in boxes and not get played? Like Exactly. Although, now that I actually have a commander group that I play with regularly. Yeah. It just means other decks would go on the shelf, never, never to be seen again. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Good on green? Good on green. Get some gold? Let's get the gold. Alright. I'm actually going to just do the first first card. Um... Abomination of Lanawar. Uh, one black green for a star-star legendary creature elf horror. It has vigilance and menace, and its power and toughness are equal to the number of elves you control plus the number of elf cards in your graveyard. I like I like this as a twist on the elf lord sort of thing. Uh, mechanically, actually. I just think I, I like that it's like, oh, a number of elves you control. We've seen that a hundred times, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure the entire you know, onslaughts that was built around that. Like, <laughs> um, but like doing you control and in your graveyard, I think is just a cool twist on it. And um, I just, I just think that's literally interesting enough. Also, the art on this is horrifying. Yes, this is messed up art. Yeah, it's nightmare inducing. So it's sweet. But <laughs> all right. Uh, my next one is going to be Archelos Lagoon Mystic. <laughs> 
one black, green, blue for a 2-4 legendary creature, Turtle Shaman. As long as Arachnos Lagoon Mystic is tapped, other permanents enter the battlefield tapped. As long as Archelos is untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped. <laughs> this card's I... weird on yep. so many levels. <laughs> uh, combo with anything that enters the battlefield tapped normally. Yep. And uh, combo with making your opponents have everything enter the battlefield tapped. Yeah, like... I'm really curious uh -huh. as to the proper interactions between this and Amulet of Vigor. If you have them, bo if both of them are there, yes. If both of them are there for both effects, so oh, like, uh... so like, this means that Karoo lands just straight up enter untapped if he's untapped, right? Let me look here really quick. So, yeah, any lands that enter the battlefield. So, um, so Amulet, the way Amulet Vigor is worded is um, whenever a permanent enters the battlefield tapped under your control, you untap it. Okay. So, um, if a permanent is entering, he, his, his is worded as a replacement effect. All right. So, uh, so his, his would replace well. it. The other one is the other. The other one is a trigger. All right. So, um, so the the answer is he works very well with Amulet Vigor. Yeah, he does. In um, in like every method possible. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty close. So yeah, because as long as he's tapped, other permanents into the benefit. Yeah. So um, yeah. If some if if he's tapped and a permanent would enter, it would enter tapped, trigger Amulet Vigor and un and untap. Mm -hmm. So. Which actually it would just oh it's under your control yeah so it's like whatever then but yeah yeah so oh it's interesting yeah this card's cool mm -hmm. all, right. all right what you got oh this set has weird cards it does I'm right. doing a lot of reading <laughs> that's that's what I'm doing too right now and everything I'm like oh do I want to hit this one or this one I'm like but. I'm just gonna do this one because, like, I, every time I read it, I'm just kind of like shaking my head a little bit. Um, but uh, so, uh, Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant, two red, white, for a star five legendary creature, Spirit Soldier. Note the converted mana cost of each card as it's put into exile, which is just a line of text that it's like what <laughs> to start out with, but. Yeah. Um, so, um, its power is equal to the greatest number noted for. Uh, for it this turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. Like, yep. there's just a, I feel like there's just a lot happening with this card. Even so, though basically it's just like draw an extra card each turn. I mean, so this is effectively draw an extra card right, mm -hmm. each turn, but this also pairs really, really well with things like, with any card that exiles the top card of your opponent's library also. Like this or is... just because because so um so the way I'm reading this too is, is it says note the card of each card as it's put into exile. Yes. So that means any card put into exile. Anything. Any card put into exile. So this so you're you're in white, which plays tons of exile based enchantment removal or removal that's enchantments. Uh -huh. Like like banisher priest effects, O ring effects. Stuff like Sword, that. Yeah. Swords to plowshares. Sh swords to plowshares. 
So, I mean, if you're like, if your dude's like, like your opponent's like slam something huge and you're like O-ring it, attack you for, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that combo, but. Yeah, like this, this is a extremely <clears throat> unique for like way of building a commander that yep. is red-white. Yeah, it, it, it's a really cool way. Like, red-white are the two exile-based colors at this point. Red exiles for card draw and card advantage. White exiles oh, yeah. for removal-based. And, like, most red-white commanders you see, they're very, you know, you get a bonuses for attacking, you get a bonuses for artifacts, yada, yada, yada. This is a brand new twist on what yeah. those things normally do, which is really cool. Yeah, I like it. Just a second, I'm thinking about something. Don't hurt yourself. How does this how does this interact with Cascade? Because uh, because li- because literally the the reminder text for Cascade is when you cast this spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. The greatest number noted for it this turn. So if you cast if you exile a card with Cascade with like 10 CMC, he has 10 power for that turn. Yeah, so it counts Cascade. Right. Yes. That's pretty dope too. <laughs> I like this card. I think it I this is I think this is one of those cards you make it your commander and you try to do something different. Yeah. Like and the, I like the, that. That's cool. The one severe thing holding this card back is it is only the greatest power equal to the greatest number noted for it this, this turn. turn. Yeah. You know, so you can't just exile a ten drop and he's permanently a ten ten. Exactly, yeah. You have to right. be like doing things. Yeah, but which like, is but, it's so fine. Here, here's the thing that happens in white decks too, though already is flicker effects. Oh yeah, like I mean that counts. That's an exile. Like there, there's just a lot of angles to it. Like yeah, this I card mean honestly, is I read, cool. I, it's funny because I read the card because I'm like God, the, the lines of text in it are just weird. But like as we talk about it more, the more I'm interested in it. Like it, it's just it's such an interesting concept. Or like even pairing it with like um, uh, you know, there's as I said those fl- like flicker effects like that to get stuff out of the way. Like even make it like this is the, like your Voltron commander to some degree kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And um, uh, or there's the the I think there's like a white equipment or something that exiles creatures that block it or something like that. Or or when you're attacking or something. And there's just a, I don't know. I'm just I'm going off the deep end now, but. There's there's just a lot of cool things you can do with this card. Is what yeah. I'm about to do. Yeah, there we are. I'll I'll leave it at that, and we'll we'll move on, so we don't just sit here and be walking around in circles all day. All right. We're we're not going to move on very far, unfortunately. Okay, I figured. Uh, 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 my next card is a Blim Comedic Genius. This guy has a sense of humor. Two black red for a four three legendary creature. Imp. He is flying. Whenever Blim Comedic Genius deals combat damage to a player, that player gains control of Turner Permanent. You control of note. This is not a May. Yeah. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own. <laughs> I want to do some dirty things with this card. Like there has to be just like filthy, filthy things you do with this, right? So there's a lot of things that you can just give your opponents control of that don't have any basis, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter who controls a curse. It only matters who it's on. Yep. It doesn't matter who controls an enchantment. It only matters what it's on. Most Auras, rather, right? Yeah. 
Which, like, which that's like the sickest tech when it's like swapping control of that with something your opponent cares about. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, of note, you're not gaining control of anything. Yeah, yeah I, in, I'm just in, saying in general. Yeah, like yeah. I remember a game we were playing together or something like that where my line was like I had a pacifism on a creature and I had to like swap control of that with one of the creatures. Yeah. So I am 100% like I already wanted to make a Zancha EDH deck, which is uh-huh. a commander that you can literally never have control of yourself. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like I'm just going to make a Blim EDH deck and Zancha is just going to be in the deck in now it. because yeah. of reasons. This is just like the cat pack deck, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Like you get to do dirty things, like you know, demonic pact and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and just be like harmless offering. Have this thing. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I mean, and there's there's a, a number of those cards where it's like, oh, if somebody gains control of it, it poops on your face and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, it he is weakened by the fact that he needs to deal combat damage to trigger any mm-hmm. part of this. Yeah. So you can't just, you know, give your opponent a bunch of things and just kind of, like, sit back with them, right? You yeah, still but he's got evasion, you know. Yeah, he's 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 weakened just enough to make him not oppressive, is what it yeah. comes down to, so. Fair enough. Uh, I've, I've just realized, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, like, super getting into, like, that card you're talking about, and I'm like, I don't really know what a lot of these other cards do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you have another one. You can go for it right now because I'm still like, oh man. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, another one I wanted to talk about was um, Gen Arcanum Weaver, white, black, red, for a two-three legendary creature, human wizard. You can pay a red, a white, and a black, and tap it. Sacrifice an enchantment. Return target enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, this is the first Enchantments Matter Mardu commander we've ever seen. And yeah, I think that's really yeah. unique. You know, okay. they're all, they're usually banned, you know, yeah. or green-white, or Esper, or things like that. And this is one where he's just like, nah, I'm Mardu. You know? Like, white is the only color out of those colors where you think, oh yeah, enchantments. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I mean, like, really black cool. has some decent enchantments. Oh yeah, red like, got some sick stuff too. Like, I mean, yeah, they all have cool enchantments, but normally you don't think of them as being enchantments. Yeah, exactly. Colors, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, ready? Yes. All right, I got Hans Ericsson. Uh two in a red or two red green for a one four legendary creature human scout. Uh, whenever he attacks, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Defend, uh, defending player or a planeswalker they control. Otherwise, put that card into your hand. Uh, when you put a creature card onto the battlefield this way, it fights Hans Ericsson. <laughs> Which, this is what the second or third card built off the flavor text of a card. <laughs> Seconds. Second. Uh, Safi was the other one. Safi's the first one, and then there's another card that references Safi. Yeah. I can't remember what it is, but I don't remember either. It was, I think it might have been from Modern Horizons. No, and this so is that... the th- this is the third because there's the uh, the uncard. Oh, what, what... run. Oh yeah, it was the it was an uncard. It wasn't uh, yeah Modern Horizons. Yep. So yeah, this is the third card based off the flavor text for a mediocre card. 
Yeah. Here's the deal. Back in the day, that card was dope, man. I'm sure it was. I remember, like, <laughs> I remember playing that card or somebody playing that card against me in Boy Scouts, and it was like, oh my god, how do you even beat this card? It's impossible. <laughs> like, Leroyf was just like the dopest card ever. Yeah. And yeah. now we have we have Hans Ericsson. Yeah, there we go. No, we just need to find out who Eric is. Yeah. There is a card in EDH called Eric, isn't there? I'm not or not, sure. not in EDH, in Magic. This Eric's is just crushing it, though. Um, Apparently, if you type so, Eric, Eric MTG, all you get is Eric Lauer. Fair so. enough. <laughs> um, fair enough. But I'm, uh, also, the, the fights him is a really interesting mechanic. Oh, yeah. I See, that's almost perfect, it's, right? Yeah, it, it totally is. Because he's just sitting there doing his own thing and then gets eaten by Lurgoyf. Yeah, and you can see Safi in the background being like, oh, shit! Safi's <laughs> <laughs> like, and there's like the giant shadow slow, like encompassing yeah. her and slowly going over him. He's just sitting there smelling a flower. He's like, ah, this is super awesome. Man, I love flowers. Yeah. <laughs> flowers are dope. Nothing can ruin this day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. Gore Muldrock Amphi- Amphinol Amphinologist There we go Words are hard people uh, One green blue For a 3-2 legendary creature Human Scout You and permanence you control Have protection from salamanders <laughs> Because that's what we need At the beginning Of your end step each player who controls the fewest creatures creates a 4-3 blue salamander warrior creature token. Oh my gosh. The flavor text, the day of reckoning is coming. Knowledge of the Amphin may be our only refuge. Oh uh, man. What the actual shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I find this card to be completely hilarious. I did open one, decided not to play it because what the shit? Because what? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. But... Okay. All right. I'm going to go down a little bit here. Uh, so right. have to backtrack. To um, Lisa Shroud of Dusk. Two white, oh, two white, white, black for a 5 5 legendary creature on the angel. Rather than pay two for each previous time you've cast this spell from the command zone this game, you may pay two life that many times. Uh, flying lifelink, whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. That is just an interesting mechanic, in my opinion. Yes. Like, Do you know who this card is? Um... I don't. Just looking at... Well, just... I mean... Looking at the uh, like attire and everything, I'm just gonna guess the last flight. Correct. Okay. This also is black the, white. Yeah, this is the fourth sister from Bruna Sigarda and Gisela, who was killed by Avison for making a pact with the demon. Because that's kind of what her flight did was. By any means necessary was a big thing for the fourth flight. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, I that's the main reason why I really like this card is yep. you know we the finally flavor. have this character. Yeah. But like that is like 
so she has lifelink, which means she can buy back some of the life you pay for her. And yep. she is kind of a stacks piece, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that but you also lose life whenever you cast a spell. You know, like, this is a mutual thing going on. I think this card represents the colors of the card very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I I like this card. I, I like Black White Angels, to be honest. Like, just I do too. straight up. But, like, the, you know. The Mythic Angel from Gate Crash is one that I really, really like the flavor of, and yeah. I really, really like the art of and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. Death, Death Pact Angel, I think it's called. Yeah, I think that's the one. Like I have a I have a number of like I think I have a couple of black white angels in my taste set EDH deck the really crappy one that I played the the um mm-hmm. ra- the wrath tribal deck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like Magister of Worth is one of them I suppose but um you know so yeah I like I I like this card this is the kind of thing I like to see too so also I just like that whenever a player casts a spell they lose two life it's just. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're playing a deck that's built around wraths, and you're just like wipe your board, play this, <laughs> like, like get wrecked, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Like I... two life is not a lot of life, especially in commander. Yeah, but I but... mean, if you're also playing a deck that's just like nothing but removal, mm-hmm. you know, it it's like, a... <laughs> yeah. But I think I have that other guy that does. There's another card that does that, but whatever. So, all right, cool. Uh, I'm I'm not going to go back too far. I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. Uh, mine is Quain Itinerant Meddler. White, blue for a 1-3 legendary creature Rabbit Wizard. Tap, tap. <laughs> yeah, Rabbit Wizard is the I have, I never really... I didn't even like look at the art of this card. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, tap. Each player may draw a card. Then each player who drew a card this way gains one life. Flavor text, why so slow? Why so slow? Hurry up, you never know where you'll find. Uh, this is the hare from Tortoise of the Hare. The tortoise is the Archelos Lagoon Mystic we talked about earlier, whose flavor text is life is not a race. <laughs> I know that's how it's written, but that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> Uh, I think this card is extremely boring and don't really give a shit about it, but it's the tortoise and the hare, so I figured I had to mention it. I mean, each player, you know, draws a card is something that yeah. I'm okay with. Like, I, <laughs> I am mildly disappointed that it shares a color with the tortoise. I would prefer if they were completely opposed colors, but I also understand why. So, yeah, if they use that effect, they mechanically needed it to be blue. So, yeah, but so. It is what it is. Not no major complaints, just minor, minor complaints. Minor quibbling. <laughs> okay. All right. I was gonna go to the card after the one I read, but I, don't know I figured. Take, I don't know if you want to take that one. Yeah, you can. Okay. All right. So uh, next up, we have Nevenroll Urborg Tyrant. Uh, three white, blue, black uh, for a three-six legendary creature, zombie wizard. Uh, he has hexproof from artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token for each creature that died this turn. And when he dies, you may pay one generic uh, when you do destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. It's nice to have him. <laughs> it's nice to have him. It's actual Nevenrall. I love the first line of text he has yeah. and the third line of text. Those are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally having the Nevenrall's disc effect is just, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Russ actually had this in his pool yesterday and chose yeah. not to play it because he's like looking at it, like he's like I don't really have anything that like plays well with you know him in white, blue, or black, and I'm just like, so, so nothing, he's, here's the thing: he's nothing plays well with him. Yeah, he's not meant to play well with things. He's meant to kill things, and <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> he's a tyrant. <laughs> Uh, Plus, I told him like, "Here's the deal: you need to play Nevenroll, and because I, I actually had Disc in my pool, also, I'm like, I'm gonna play Disc, and I'm gonna kill him with Disc, and then you can pay one and kill anything else that survived the Disc somehow." <laughs> and yeah, like, however that happens. So. Yeah, I mean, he uh, personally had a elf that any, every time it died made elves equal to its powers. So. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's cool. They made Nevenroll. Yeah, I. It, He's not amazing by any means, but he's not he's... trash though. No, I'm glad he exists. I yep. have no idea how to build a deck around him, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Wrath Tribal. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. My next one is more just because it's funny. Uh, Obeka Brute Chronologist. I, I was looking at this one too. <laughs> one blue, black, red for a 3 4 legendary creature, Ogre Wizard. She has tap. The player whose, whose turn it is may end the turn. Flavor text I'm bored with now. <laughs> like, what is this card doing? Uh, I. So they like playing around with end the turn effects. That's what this is doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it's good, but it's no. interesting. Like that that ability is definitely politics, right? Yeah, it really is. So that's kind of cool. One of my things, though, is, is that looks like Hearthstone art. <laughs> it's because she looks like an orc. Yeah. From wow. If they're an ogre, but yeah, yeah, I can it see really it. does, doesn't it? Okay. She, she, I. Even though I read what she was, I thought she was an orc. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> she looks like an orc. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. uh, so, all right. Um, so I have uh, your lock of scorched. Of Scorch Thrash. All right, there we are. Yeah, this name is crazy. Uh, One black, red, green for a 4-4 legendary creature of Yoshino Shaman. Has Vigilance. Heck yeah. Um, A player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. Mana burn. (laughs) And then uh, one uh, one generic and tap. Each player adds black, red, green. This card's funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like people are like, God, I really wish Spectral Searchlight was a win condition again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I've never really... Mana Bird always seemed like one of the most pointless things ever to me. Because yeah. I'm always like, why would you ever flow more mana than you need? It makes no sense. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just going to say that I realized about it at, like, at one point when it was a thing because I was playing decks with High Tide. Okay. Not good decks with high tide, but I was playing them. <laughs> yeah, of course, right. So, like, yeah. mana burns is just like, why is this even a thing that exists? Yeah. I love that this gives it a reason to exist. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you can just suddenly add mana to everyone's mana pool that they can't even necessarily spend. So. Yeah. I mean, that's why Spectral Searchlight and Ravnica Block was a 
win condition is because you'd be like, add one mana to your mana pool at the end of turn and yeah, take one, you know? Like, hey, you, get wrecked. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Alright. I am going to skip over the card I know you want to talk about. Okay, so we're moving on to Artifact? Uh, yes, unless okay. you have a desire to just talk about the last Hellos. Nope, nope, I'll just All jerk right. off myself after you're done here. Right. Uh, Horizon Stone. Five generic mana for an artifact. If you would lose unspent mana, that mana becomes colorless instead. Oh, the, the hard counter to, yeah, to your the lock. The hard counter to your lock. Just <laughs> no shits to him, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, this card is cool. I yep. might want one for Karn. I was going to say for sure. Karn, right? Yeah. I mean, Karn just makes so much mana. Right? Just yeah. being like, here we go. Just sit on it forever, right? It's an artifact too, so it's not like it's going against your, no. you know, plan already. Yeah, like it's already on theme. It's like, oh no, this artifact doesn't do anything. If only I could do something with it just for existing. Yep. But... <laughs> okay. Say so it attacks as a five-five. So it attacks as a five-five. All right. Okay. Are you good? Yes. All right. Okay. So I'm going to go back. And I am so, so stoked. All right. So next up, we have Blade Griff Prototype. For five generic mana, you get yourself a 3 2 artifact creature, Griffin, with flying. Uh, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, destroy target and online permanent of that player's choice that one of your opponents controls. <laughs> Which is a weird ability. But I am super pumped to get another Griffin. Um, especially one that really isn't trash. Yeah. And um, uh, this is this is also on the list of I probably want this for my Karn deck. Right. I think you do. And also the thing that makes me happy is is that for a long time when I was making custom like when I like dabble around making custom sets and stuff, basically every single set I would put in a card called Clockwork Griffin. And it was basically like a four mana two two flying artifact creature griffin. But like the fact that I finally get like a clockwork griffin too is it's one that doesn't suck. I'm just like super pumped about. Yeah, this, this I I actually really like this card. Yeah, the art is a little too brown for me, but that's like the most yeah. stupid complaint ever. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do is nitpick dumb crap, I guess. But like, yeah, pretty much. it's a griffin. It's a metal griffin, and it's not trash. And I'm super pumped. I actually really like the flavor text. The new model has improved aerodynamics, but introduced a few glitches in the target system. <laughs> I love it. Like, this yeah. is such a politics card, too. I love it. But Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I'll just freely attack into anyone I want with this and be like, all right, blow whatever you want about your shit. I mean, realistically, so if you're playing a two-player game with this, too, you attack into somebody, and it's, you know, your opponent sacrifices a permanent. Yep. Non-line permanent, I guess. Which is insane. Which is still super good. Like, it's like, oh yeah, that's a decent saboteur effect. Oh yeah. Like, I'm so, okay with that. I, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, and being able to, like, look at one guy and be like, hey, are you willing to pay three life to kill that permanent that's going to kill everyone? Yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. Although, actually, there is a weird thing. If they control an indestructible permanent, they can target that. True. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, you're playing Griffins, like, how... Yeah. How bad could you be doing in life? <laughs> Alright. 
All right. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> Get it's, worked up. It's time for the big one. I've, right. I've, I've mellowed. Yeah, have you mellowed a lot? Okay. I've, I've mellowed. You were on a tear at first. I, I still don't think this card should have been made, but... Okay, all right. I, Just go for it. Jeweled Lotus. Zero mana. Okay, if you're going to make a Lotus, make a Lotus. <laughs> Tap. Sacrifice Jeweled Lotus. Add three mana of any one color. Spend this mana only to cast your commander. This card is stupid. For multiple reasons. All right. Uh, it's stupid that it's pre-ordering for $130. Base. That is, that is dumb. I'm pretty sure the foil version of this was pre-ordering for like 300 something. Mm-hmm. The foil extended art one was like even more. But uh, but John EDH is the casual format. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so I casual doesn't mean cheap, but continue. no. So I have a problem with this card. <laughs> right. My problem with this card is, while it is not a hard lock to be played in literally every commander deck ever, pretty close. Like to this, it. this sits below Soul Ring. Yeah. Period. Right. If you're playing like, a deck that doesn't yeah. want Soul Ring, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but this card is worse than Soul Ring. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, every single person who's like, why would my, you know, like this. Should probably go in almost any monocolor DDH deck. Yeah. This should probably go in most two color EDH decks. This probably should go in most EDH decks. This probably should go in a lot of EDH decks. Yeah. Because anyone who's like, well, my commander only costs like, you know, two mana, why would I ever need this card? Are you telling me your commander literally never dies? Yeah, right. If your commander never dies, what are you doing with your like, What people are you playing against? Yeah. Right. And even, Even if it does cost two mana, you just got your commander for free on turn one. Yeah, right. <laughs> as long and, as it's not two color, but. And even if you and everyone's like, "Oh, this is a terrible top deck." Later, it's like, "Yeah, what if your commander dies?" Yeah. If your commander doesn't die, oh no, you drew a dead card. Uh, no, you're, you're probably doing what you want to already. You're probably already winning because your commander didn't die. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you're playing like a three color commander. If your three-color commander costs five mana, you play this card. Oh, yeah. Right? Because suddenly you're casting your commander on turn two. Yeah. Like, this card is... Like, the fact it doesn't say add three mana of any one color of your commander's color identity means any colorless commander just gets to play this. Yeah. Like... Which is probably intentional, which is not a bad thing. I Well... Yeah. Theoretically, like, whatever. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm backing off that statement. My biggest problem with this card is I have a problem with anything in Commander that is considered an auto include. Mm-hmm. That includes Soul Ring, even though I put Soul Ring in every deck because Soul Ring I mean, is yeah. that powerful, right? You're literally like, "Gosh, I'm going to make a Commander deck," and you set a Soul Ring in in your list, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, what should I have my Commander be?" Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> That's just what you do, yeah. unless you're like a weird deck that doesn't want to play artifacts for some reason right i i like the yeah it has to be really really specific for some reason but you know like it bothers me that when i saw this card i'm like shit i need to get an extended art of this i need to get a foil one of this 
because yeah. this is going in Krenko. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, Krenko God, is, that turn one Krenko sounds good, right? Yeah. The deck is already built around the concept of casting Krenko as soon as possible. Yeah. And if this you're helps. just, like, mountain this Krenko go, like, yeah. and your opponents are like, uh, okay. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? Like, Krenko dies a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because guess what? As soon as we see Krenko out, we're like, let's kill that because yeah. he's awful. <laughs> yeah, and like crank and crank and it, and the whole thing is like, well, what if it's a dead draw later? Here's the thing: if I crank on play, I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. If you have crank on right. play, who cares? You're already yeah. just doing insane things. I have literally done nothing but cast Cranko and won the game. <laughs> that is what he does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know, like I need one of these for Najila because she's my competitive deck. Yep. And casting my three mana commander on turn one. Seems solid. C minus. Just saying. <laughs> Seven of ten, too much water. Yeah. So, I this this is a very cool design. Mm -hmm. This is a very good looking card. The this art is, is beautiful. Art is gorgeous. Like yep. from a purely everything other than actual. Playing the game, <laughs> playing the game standpoint, I think this card is fantastic. I love how it was yep. designed. I love how it is limited. It is very limited. It can literally only cast your commander. Yep. My problem is the fact that if you're building a commander deck and it's not around casting your commander, why are you building a commander deck? Yeah, right. Well, hey, hey, I feel I feel personally attacked. <laughs> uh. My point stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> fair. I only have one commander deck where I'm like, uh, I just need a card to put in here to fit these three colors. <laughs> and to be fair, that commander is also good in what that deck is doing. It ended up that way. I had a different one at first, which was not awful in that. But yeah, she was okay. <laughs> she was like fine, but okay. Right. Yeah, Hobbs actually got one of these in the thing last night. <laughs> I assume he put it in his deck. Obviously, never... obviously Hobbs got one. Yeah, but he never actually uh, used it. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny. He was like, "So, do you have an interest in buying that for me?" I'm like, "Not for anywhere near what it's currently quotations worth." He's like, "Okay," because <laughs> I have an interest in it. But don't yeah. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. This card is, I think, this is. As as uh, Patrick Sullivan's least favorite thing ever, this card is not worth one hundred and thirty dollars. It's probably worth fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, I know. I'd trade that card to you, and you'd pay full I... price because you'd be paying for it in bulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Acceptable. All right. Uh, you have any more artifacts you want to talk about? Uh, negative. Okay, cool. Should we hit the lands? Yes. All right. Do we just want to talk about the um uh, the cycle of whatever they are as a thing? Yeah, I think we just. I don't know what they're called, but they're the battle bond lands or the battle lands. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's a new cycle of battle bond lands. Yep. Nope. They're the enemies of lands now, which yep. is cool. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need at least one of those vaults. So, if you run across one, I'm interested. If you run across four, I'm interested, too. 
Let's say I personally need at least four of each, so <laughs> yeah. If you get any extras, let me know. <laughs> but all right. Uh, um, I do want to mention Guildless Commons. Uh, it is a Karoo okay. land that only taps for colorless mana, and it's cool because you know there's Karoo lands for every other guild. Why would they make one for the Guildless? So yeah, uh, yeah, that's a cool, cool yeah. design. Probably getting one for Karn because duh. <laughs> War, War Room is kind of cool too. Might as well just talk about all the lands. Sure. Which is ta- uh, uh, you can tap for a colorless, and then you can pay three, tap it, uh, pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity, and draw a card. This card is like a strictly better Arch of Araska in card. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight yeah, actually, up. It is. <laughs> three, three, tap, draw a card. Yeah, that's all like, it, it is. It's interesting, a card pushing towards. Not playing more colors. Yes, like I, I like that. That's a, a kind of a cool design because everything seems to be pushing that the opposite direction. You know, you're yeah. trying to figure out ways you can play more colors. Yeah, this card is definitely a consideration for my Lyra deck because the biggest weakness of Bono White is card advantage. Yep. And since Lyra is a oh, light blinking yeah. commander, hey, like, like draw a card. Yeah. Where's, like, where's the cost? Sure. It's, basically, it's basically like using a card. Yeah. I but. regularly end the game with like 80 plus life with that deck so uh, also the art in that is basically just like right out of game of thrones uh yeah i'm pretty sure yes like literally it looks exactly like the small council chamber to me but i know it's not 100 accurate but it's close yeah. all right cool um yeah do we want to hit up some reprints really quick oh let's say let me read that blah 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 I was, I, was just, I was deciding if I wanted to talk about the commander-specific cards. I don't think I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I would literally only talk about the Kraken because I like Krakens. Yeah, because you like Krakens. I have issues. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, are there any reprints we want to hit up? Uh, Are there? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Do you have any you want to talk about? Faith fetters that were old, cool to see. I said, I said, I, we were kind of talking beforehand, and I was like, "Oh, Captain's Call got a reprint. That's the first reprint of that ever." Um, having um, Cage of Hands and Face Fetters in the set seems interesting. If it was like any normal set, I'd be like, "God!" But since it's Commander, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah, I mean, one's common, one's uncommon. Like, yeah, there's true. balance there. Slaughter the Strong, be- turning uh, downshifted to an uncommon, kind of cool. Oh, that's interesting. That makes sense for Commander, though, to some, yeah, in my mind. Um, uh, I was confiscate. Cool. I was actually really excited to see Slit Ascendant. I don't know why, but I almost played white just to play Slit Ascendant. That's funny. Huh. Like I, I know it never saw play ever, but yeah. I actually think Slit Ascendant is the best. Is the best of the Slith. It's on the evasive body that just grows. That's insane. I mean, fair enough, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm all the way in blue already and stuff. Mana Drain reprint. Yep, Mana Drain, dope. dope. Preordain. Um, Solid. Oh yeah, there is cool. It's like, okay. it's just like almost right next to the manager. Scrolling too fast. Yeah, apparently. Search for knowledge. Heck yeah. Search for knowledge. School. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, uh, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Cast down getting a reprint in this set. I think that is such a cool design, like a perfect choice for a card to reprint in, in a commander set. Yes, because like it is at uncommon, and it's at uncommon for a reason. Yep, you know it is still a very powerful removal spell, even if even if it can ever kill a commander. 
if it's super efficient, but like, yeah, not being able to hit a kind of, it's, it's such an interesting tension. Like that card in Dominaria draft was such an interesting tension too. Because mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, this is like the best removal in, in the set basically. Yeah. Except that set had a legendary in every pack. <laughs> what, but the thing is, is you, you're still like, hell yeah, jam it. Oh yeah. You've yeah. never passed one. Yeah. You just hoped was, you had a removal spell. For and players. it always created good, interesting decisions. I think I think stuff like that was also one of the reasons that Dominaria was so good. So I, I, I think it was just a good choice here. Yeah. I talked uh, about Kumbaj, which is last time. Yeah, and Seb McKinnon being amazing. Um, Got to get that in there this episode, because what would an episode be without us jerking off Seb McKinnon? <laughs> he uh, deserves it. I mean, fair enough. Uh, Vampiric Tutor. Another reprint of that. Yeah. Nice reprints. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what's in past you? Oh, I actually really like Soulfire as a reprint because I really like Soulfire. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> Soulfire is a cool magic card. Yeah, that that it is honestly like, it's like fling, but not. Um, <laughs> um, what else do we got here? A lot of just uh, general stuff. What? Elvish Visionary being reprinted at the same time as Elvish Doomspeaker. I like that they're both in the set together. I mean, fair enough. And yeah. I never, I didn't realize it. Their flavor text mirrors each other. Oh, cool. That's a uh, mirrored cards like that are always really cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, since they're mirrored, that means now I need to get one of each of them in foil because of my mirrored card collection. <laughs> Sucks to be me. I guess so. Uh, Finthorn Elves. Is... Yeah, Finthorn Elves first reprint outside of uh, from the Vault Twenty. Oh yeah. Never been reprinted besides that. Never been reprinted in paper besides that, has it? Nope. No, you're right. Cool. Uh, that is a really cool thing. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we're, we're just like busting through this, but it's like... Oh, yeah. Man, I mean, like, they're reprints, right? That's they're reprints. How much can you say? Ordeal of Nylea is a really interesting as being the only ordeal reprinted. I mean, honestly, if you're going to reprint one in a, in a set like this, though, that is the one you reprint. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the mana ramp is sweet. So. Yeah, what are you going to be like, oh, yeah, Ordeal of Heliod. Oh, here's a really good one to talk about. Hmm. Uh, the first ever paper reprint of three visits. Of three one, visits? One in the green sorcery. Search your library for a forest card. Put that card onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. Huh. It's uncommon. This was originally from Holy Portal shit. Three Kingdoms. I just looked and saw the like co- the the price of it. Um, yes, here. <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this huh. card was expensive. Yeah. And the huh. fact that this reprinted one is still four dollars. Four dollar uncommon. Yeah. Ick. Nature's lore is a powerful effect. This is Apparently. literally nature's lore. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So. I'm really glad this got reprinted because I really like this card. I think it's cool. So, random random Codex Shredder, Shredder reprint. Shout out to you, Codex Shredder. Yeah, the MVP. Codex Shredder. Um, we had a giant discussion about the diamonds. Yeah. Uh, before before recording, <laughs> charcoal, fire, marble, sky, and moss all have really good arts. Fletcher yep. is slightly wrong about some of them. All right, my power my power ranking for the commander arts of these was. Sky, charcoal, fire, moss, uh, marble. And I mostly agree, except I think charcoal is near the bottom and uh, moss is the best one. Yeah, I disagree I, with that. 
I really like the Moss Diamond. Shoot shoot us a tweet or say something on Discord. Let us know what you think. I'm curious about people like that. Also, like the this versus seventh edition versus um, Mirage Prince was also a discussion we had, but that's too big to get into right now. Yeah, that was a long discussion. That was, so that was that was a long discussion. Uh, as previously mentioned, they have Nevernrawl's disc, which is cool because that means we now have Nevernrawl, Nevernrawl's disc, and that one black card that yep. references mm-hmm. Nevernrawl's disc yep. on it. I really like that. Uh-huh. Uh here's actually one thing that I don't like that I saw okay. in a reprint. Pen and Blade. The flavor text mentions Zendikar. Yeah, that art is not from Zendikar. That does not look like Zendikar art. Yeah, nothing about that art is Zendikar. I noticed that, and I'm just like, this bothers me. I mean, maybe it, maybe it actually is, and we're just all dumb. I don't know. Maybe, but that does not look Zendikarish to me. So, <laughs> uh, scroll rack reprint the first time since uh, the Kaladesh inventions, and previous to that, the first time since Tempest. Uh, it got a reprint in the list. Oh yeah, the, I thought the list was a thing too. Yeah, but I mean, other, but like, still, that's not like super, the like the most reliable way to get no cards. So, um, Shimmer down, oh, down print and art, or not art, down print and rarity. Uh, they have spectral searchlight, so you can do the, you can live the dream. You can, you can ping your opponent for one every turn. <laughs> uh, staff of domination, because why not? We're playing commander. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that card was pushing it dollar wise, so I'm okay with that being reprinted. I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, but it's just like, it's just one of those cards. It's like the toolbox card, you know. Universal Solvent is one of those cards that I'm just like, really? I like that card. The card's fine. I don't like, I'm not like, god, that card's amazing, but like having those universal answers like that, I like things like that. I like the cards with a low casting cost. That have that can like kill a creature or something like that, like bigger creature later in the game, like uh, Dominaria. I think it was Blood Tallow Candle. Mm-hmm. I like I liked that card, That's where it was fair. like one to play and it was like five or six to activate to give something minus five minus five. That's fair enough, I suppose. I don't know. I, so like stuff like this, I'm just like all about. Oh, one really interesting thing is Sorched Plowshares was reprinted, but only in the Commander decks, except you can get an extended art version of it in the uh, Collector Boosters. <laughs> Interesting. And it has the promo art, which previously was only available in foil. So. What promo art was that? Uh, the one where it looks like he's golfing. Second your Sorched Plowshares. Gosh, I don't remember that art. I... I've said this before, I think. I am constantly disappointed by Swords to Plowshares art. Oh no, I'm a fan of the Argle one. I, I just saw that one, I'm like, okay, we'll allow it. <laughs> even still though, it's like obviously that's that's just a meme, but Yeah. Like I've I, never I, understood what's up with the Ice Age art. Honestly, the Ice Age art, I don't I, I'm not a big fan of the style, but I like the imagery of it. I like, kind of, I will say I kind of dig the promo art, the one that they reprinted, because I like how it just has the soldier transitioning to a farmer. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying enough, yeah. it's not terrible. 
it's at least presents. See, that's the thing I like about the swords to plowshares one from Ice Age is that it gives you that sense of turning turning a weapon, like you know, a dove being a sign of peace and everything. Yeah, like like it's... that transition sort of thing at least gives you something. But like, you know, it it has that sort of weird stained glassy look, but it has that old art style that's kind of like yeah, I'm just not into that. Whereas like, think about like this kind of like imagery and theme, but with like the art style used for um the uh source of plow or not source of plowshares uh path of exile promo with, oh, the, with, with like the, the angel like disintegrating yeah like that would like hmm i said yeah yeah but like i think that would be good right like yeah I mean, it would probably it would probably be fine right like it would, shut up it'd be amazing here's the thing it's art unless i see it i'm not gonna have a video on it because oh. i'd be I think if they could do, I think if they could do something like that, I think it'd be really good. Honestly, honestly, my favorite source of plushies are just the uh, custom card I made of it, but it <laughs> that I, the art I stole for that. But shocking, because see, I also want them to use the real word flavor text for the the passage, you know, source of plushies in from the Bible. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I suppose so. Like I, I think that like I like that piece there too, and everything. You know, they'll beat their swords into plowshares. Mm. Yeah, but the only problem is, is like to get the full feeling of the flavor text, you almost have to use a lot of it. So like, it's kind of like, eh. but yeah. So, all right. I don't know. We talked a lot about swords to plowshares. <laughs> we um, did. Anything nope. else? I don't know if we have any lands to talk about. I scrolled um, through them all and I didn't care about anything else. We have, so. we have I mean, they they put all the commander lands in there. Yep. And then Terramorphic Expanse. <laughs> yep. So. Which, I like that they did Terramorphic Expanse instead of Evolving Wilds. I We always like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, Evolving Wilds fits into so many worlds, so when you get the option to do Terramorphic Expanse, it's kind of just better to do that. Yeah, you should just do it, so. Yeah, when it's something like, you know. All right. Everything else is kind of commander decky stuff, so I don't know if we want to talk about that too much, but I'm not like... I mean, I, I look through all of it. Nothing else strikes yeah. me as, oh, this is worth talking cool. about. All right. So, well, we're good at that. So, I mean, what, what are your general thoughts on the set? I enjoy it as a whole. Um, I did get... I've gotten two of the etched foiling cards. I actually really like the style that they ended up doing for them. I think they... They do actually look cool. I think that's interesting. I like that it is a perfectly viable limited format. You know, yeah. like none none of us last night thought that. Or well, Hobbs thought his deck was bad, but that's because he didn't win a single game. That finally, <laughs> um, finally something good happens in the world. <laughs> well, like he, <laughs> Throw him I think the he, his deck was much more aggressive in nature, and yeah. he built his deck much more along the lines of a limited deck and not like a, a standard limited deck yeah yeah and not like a commander limited deck i think like he obviously he if you open murder you're going to play murder i don't care oh, how yeah. you will, right oh yeah but he i don't and I, I i have no idea what he could have done versus what he did do i didn't like see his pool very well and all that stuff yeah. but he's his deck definitely had the power to just come out and murder someone but and but he thought his deck was the weakest because a lot of us had a really good end game, you yeah, know. Which is, I my, mean, if you're playing sealed though, also like, yeah, you know, like that's what you want to have. Yeah, so you know, like I I had the end game of I have an overrun every single turn, you know, yeah. and um, 
Robert was playing, we didn't talk about him, but it was the Obzon Tree Folk, where whenever okay. it or another creature died, return a creature with equal to or less than for the mana, or with less than toughness from the graveyard to your hand. Yeah. So he just could just grind just forever. Grind, right? yeah. it, was, it was almost impossible to punch through him. And then uh, Russ could go pseudo infinite with tokens, kind of. It was kind weird. Kind well, of. He he was playing blue, green, black elves, uh-huh. and he had like the one six mana elf that's a three three. And whenever a, a token creature you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And when he dies, you create a number of one one elf tokens equal to its power. Oh, yeah, so you could just, like... And he had a Viseroseer, so he can just, like, sack it and just grow it, just keep growing it. And eventually, at one point, it was, like, a freaking 17-17 before I managed to get rid of it and kill him with my infinite overruns. Yeah. Because I could do that. I actually... Uh, I, was, I actually set up a kill where I activated Kamal on uh, eight of my lands... And then popped Nev's disc, so so he couldn't block, and just alpha striked him. Because <laughs> uh, they're indestructible. Because of course they are. Yeah. Because hell yeah. Yeah. So like from a sealed point, I think it was it was a very like sealed just worked. I understand yeah. you know sealed sometimes things just don't work, but for, at least for all of us, it just worked really well in my opinion. Cool. I could see how it would work in draft. There are a lot of artifacts in the set, you know, like because that's something that they mentioned when they talked about it. Like they had to have a lot of artifacts. You play two, three colors. Yeah, like because of the constraints of yep. how Commander works, you can't just fill in the deck with random chaff. You need yeah. to have something. So yeah. they're like, well, colorless cards can't go in any deck. So there, yep, there we you go. go. There's a few cards in it that I look at. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'd like those, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's very few cards that I'm like, man, I absolutely like. Like, there's very few cards that get me stupidly excited to do something unique with. But there are obviously cards that I've mentioned that I'm yeah. like, well, I need that for a deck now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the the only new commander that makes you be like, I want to do dirty things with this is Blim the yeah the imp. I want you to Blim people. I want to blend people. Plus, it's right. also just nice that they just finally made a bunch of uh, characters that previously did not have cards now have cards. Yeah, I agree. Which is dope, so. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a plenty of time in on this one, so why don't we wrap it up? Right. Um, if you want to send, an e- uh, send us some feedback, you can shoot an email to, shoot an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, check out thelocalmeta.com for all of the episodes, links to the amazing Discord where crazy things are happening all the time. And um, uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon and shoot us a buck there. So, all right. John, anything else? Negative. Sweet. Then we will catch you next time. See ya. See ya.